Welcome to Belmont Banter, the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again everyone and welcome to Belmont Banter. And if I said that we've got GS on the phone, you'd all know who I meant. It's Gary Sayer. Hi, Gaz. How are you doing? Hello, Mr. Rouse. I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I know, the Mr. Rouse. It's a throwback to the chairman days, I understand. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to call me... to your name. If you call me, want to call me that, you call me that, mate. So where did football start for you? You know, was it the mum and dad on the park or your brothers or how did it, how did it work? You know what? I've always had a football, like, in around the house, I remember mum mum saying us telling us a story about when we was on holiday, eighteen months old with a ball just rolling it around. So it's been from the off, to be honest. As soon as I could sit up, to be honest. Um, yeah. Even like growing up with friends around the house, my dad put a floodlight in the back garden so we could play in the back garden. So yeah, it's been lost balls over the fence, you know, neighbours doing their nut. Yeah, from the very off, to be honest. Well, I'm, um, gl- I'm glad you mentioned mum and dad, because I've got an affinity with them. They, they've always been welcomed down the down the ground, and I've always got on well with them. So you carry on with your story, mate. That's brilliant. Yeah, so it's been from the off, obviously played through the schools and whatnot. But I can remember it's the very first time we got involved with a club was on my eighth birthday. That's the very first training session I ever went to, and it was with Herm Bay. And to be honest, when back in them days, football clubs didn't really start much younger. Even when I was eight years old, there was no under eights. I always had to play a year above myself. When I first started at eight years old, I played a year above. So I was playing with like nine, ten-year-olds. And even my first training session, there was people like Jack Delo there, Stephen Lloyd were there. Lloyd's old man was running the team. It was from from there where I really started, to be honest. Great that so, you're yeah. throwing in all the names. I, I love it when you talk about all the old players. Yeah, like, I, to be fair, like, I still see Jack now and still play for Ryzen now with Jack now. So that's like 20-odd years later. Now, you'll, so have, to, you'll have to drop me Jack's number because I want Jack on. Oh, yeah. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll drop you his number and I'll, I'll get, him, get him to contact you to get him all on right. this. So, yeah, youth football was eight years old, but played under 10. So, a year above myself with that. It was Lloyd's old man running it. So, yeah, just had some good times playing local football. Again, mum and dad running me around <laughs> everywhere, taking me to training. And you know what they like? They never missed a game. They'd stand on the side Sunday mornings. And then I think they even got involved in the in the youth setup. So, doing the fixture secretary and stuff like that. So, I think I played under up until under thirteens with Herne Bay Youth, and then for some reason, Herne Bay, my age group, folded. I think where people just wasn't they lost a bit of interest in that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and then from under thirteens, I dropped that back down a year, so I played my correct age group. So I played two years under thirteens, and I moved to Tyler Hill and played. Played there with Tyler Hill. And to be honest, we the league we were in at, with Tyler Hill, we had all the best youngsters around Canterbury area. 
and we were winning like 10 nil, 12 nils, 15 nils every week. And like, we was far too good for the league we were in. And I, I think we conceded like eight goals throughout the whole season. So yeah, we are. Uh, and that was with Alex Graham was running Tyler Hill. I don't know whether he still runs it, but yeah, so we had some decent players over there. And then, and then I think under 14s was when I officially joined Whitstable, to be honest. I think they played in the Mush League. So yes. where, so where Tyler Hill played at Kent level, the Mush League was seen as a better standard and kind of got drawn over there. A few of us joined at the same time. And so that's where um, I joined Whitstable, started my Whitstable career. Remember playing over at Simon Langton's school. I think that's where our home pitches were. So I don't remember winning too many leagues. Got a few yellow cards in the youth set up, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, then moved on to under 18s when Rainsy used to run the under 18. No, yeah, under yeah. 16s. Yeah, under 16s. Moved up to the under 18s with uh, Pete Budge, he used to run the under 18s. Can you remember your first game on Towns Pitch? It would have been when I was played under 18s when, because we used to always enter the FA Cup youth and I think you'd have to play on the main pitch as a yep. rule of the tournament. So it would have been would have been in one of them games. And I do remember one of the games, it was, I think we was playing some London side in the Cup and I think it might have been two all. The ref gave us a penalty and I was the penalty taker and then, so the ref gave a penalty and it all kind of kicked off and the ref blew his whistle. We had to abandon the game for 10 minutes. We sent us back to the changing room. This is on like, under 18s on the main pitch. And there's, there's me standing in the changing room waiting. My, I knew my next kick was going to be the penalty kick. Oh. Um, so it was a bit of a wait in doing that. But yeah, luckily I tucked it away, didn't I? So uh, and I think we won 3-2. So uh so yeah, um, so that was one of my f very first memories of playing on the on the main pitch was one of them that that game. To be honest, what position um, so, did you start off playing? Well, back in the day, yeah. when I first joined Herne Bay Youth, um, because I was obviously a year younger, I used to play left back. I don't know why I was played left back because I was always right footed, but I just had to learn to play with my left foot. And then as I got older. In the youth setups, I played centre back, like under 18s. I used to play centre back. That's where I say I find more natural to play is centre back. At, um, but due to my height, never really got to play there. But I remember under 18s, obviously, you do two years, and we had some great players under 18s in the second level, like second year. And we had like Dan Tanner, Tom Parker, Jack Tanner, Stephen Asler, Aaron Knight. And then we had some of the youngsters like Duffy played with us. But I just remember like all these other nighty and all that used to play the reserve team football. So they'd play reserves on the Saturday and sometimes even make the first team and then come place like Sunday under 18s. And I was the captain at under 18s and I was, and I never used to get picked for the reserves for whatever reason. I never like the odd game, yes, now and again. But I just remember thinking to myself, Am I actually going to make it? Am I going to be that good enough to be able to play? Because all these like four, five, 18, under 18s were getting regular games for the reserves. 
Um, so I always there was always that doubt in my mind to say, am I actually going to be good enough to play reserve team football, let alone first team football? Um, so, yeah, um, there was always that doubt. To add to that doubt, I remember one of the last games I played for the under-18s was the County Cup final. And I think we played Beckenham at VCD's ground. And it was it was in the cup final. And I remember Tomsey was the manager of the first team and him and Siegs came and watched. Unfortunately, we did lose the game. Luke Green had already got sent off in the game. We was losing 3-1, I think. And then I got sent off in the last few minutes. And I just remember thinking to myself, oh, God, that's made a great impression. I'm not playing not playing for the reserves or anything. And then in front of the first team manager and Siegs get sent off. And I'm like, I was like, oh God. Yeah. So, but then that pre-season, I went, finished under 18, then went pre-season. I remember being told, look, you'll be doing pre-season. You'll be half with the reserves and half with the first team. So you'll be going in and out of both. But I played first few games for the first team and to be fair, I never went back. I kind of maintained it with the first team. Obviously played the odd game with the reserves to get fitness and coming back from injuries and stuff. But I kind of missed that reserve step. I kind of went from straight from the under-18s to the first team. And I remember just thinking, like, these are proper men. Like, you had Siegs, Marshy, Kiri, like, kind of all them. You're thinking they are proper men. It's like, like... Me, just a little eighteen-year-old, kind of trying to play, but yeah, um, some great characters in that team, to be honest. Yeah, so that so that was my youth kind of football. It was kind of I enjoyed my youth. Kind of went from Herbay, Tyler Hill to Whitstable, and then started my senior career. Obviously, it didn't start on the best of notes because I carried over that a red card. I'd done pre-season and I remember like you used to get banned in days back then you never yeah. used to have a free match ban you'd have a 21 day ban yes so you, you could miss like six games playing Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday so that was never the best start because at the start of the season I was banned for three weeks it was never the best um, start but fair play that like, they kind of kept me in around the first team and kind of um, so yeah I was always going along watching whilst I was suspended, training and whatnot. So it was uh, not the best introduction to senior football being banned, to be honest. So, yeah, it was kind of that season was kind of obviously getting used to being in around the first team and kind of I, I remember I kind of tore my hamstring as well. Never done my hamstring before, but I remember tearing it and I was out for like six weeks and then being young like you are, you declare yourself fit and you're like, yeah, I want to play now. And I remember like saying on the Saturday, I, I must have trained. And then on the Saturday, I was thinking, surely I'm going to be playing. I said, I'm fit. Now I, I was on the bench, you know, back then, like being young, I'd be like, oh, I just want to play. So I then played on the Sunday for just the local Sunday side, pub side. Got played 90 minutes. Then I think we had a game in midweek, but and then I started in a midweek. And then the following Saturday, I pulled my hamstring again playing, I think we was away at Lordswood, I think. And so that was another hamstring injury. So another six weeks out. So it was kind of the first year was kind of a bit of I'd play play now, then I'd be injured. And then, but yeah, I was always in and around that first thing, which was 
a good introduction to senior football, to be honest. And then, and then I think the second season I was playing is when Seeks took over. Halfway through the season, it was kind of, I said, I don't, I, I didn't, because I was a youngster, I didn't really know what was going on with Tomsey, how, why he left or whatever happened. When you're a youngster, you don't kind of pay attention to them kind of things. It's more, am I playing? Yes, brilliant. And kind of that. So, and I remember Sieg's taking over. And I think his, if I remember rightly, his first game, I think kind of set it up, to be honest. I think it was Maidenhead at home in the FA Cup. And I think by half time we were three nil down. We were thinking, oh, here we go. A hammer in here. But then I think, well, I know we pulled it back to three all. And Maidenhead were probably two leagues above us at that stage. And then I remember that away day, midweek replay up at their ground. My dad would be fuming because he, he parked somewhere, he got a parking ticket. But I remember we kind of held him out. I think I think we might have even missed the penalty during normal play right at the end. But we did lose it on penalties. But that was kind of... I remember that was the first cut run kind of I remember in the FA Cup. And um, so, yeah, it all started from there. And um, so, yeah, it was kind of, I remember back them days, the Kent League, I'd say, was a lot stronger. Like you had your Maidstones, you had your Ramsgates, you had Arse Herm Bay, VCDs, Slade Greens. And I just remember like it was relentless, all these kind of, big games, big Kent derbies and some of them Maidstone games where you pack like in front of like four or five, six hundred people and you'd be like, as a youngster, you'd be like, geez, playing away. At, they played at the Sittingbourne ground, didn't they? Yeah. Um, around the back. I remember one game over there because the pitch was never the best. It was all bobbly, always hard, always windy and the crowd would always kind of be on like singing away. And I remember like starting right back at there and you look up at start as they're about to kick off and you, I knew it was coming my way. And I remember Laney on the side saying, Jess, don't worry, it's coming your way. They had like six players lined up on my side and they were just going to pump it into my corner. And I was like, oh God. But yeah, I think, I've, luckily, I think I had a decent game to be honest. So, uh, so yeah, but I just remember standing there before kick, kickoff you had proper me- like men like just staring down at you, like crowd on your back, and it's just like it's going to be a hard, hard game. But yeah, yeah that's like I say, that's why you play football, isn't it? Kind of them big games and bit in front of the big crowd. So yeah, you grow um, up pretty quick, don't you? Then hundred percent. Yeah, it's kind of. Um, but yeah, I was I was never one to shy away from a tackle or anything like that. So. Hopefully, I gave as good as I got in them I, days I when you were, when did. you were when you was allowed to tackle anyway. So yeah. I don't right. think I'd last. Don't think I'd last too long these days with tackling. So tell uh, me something, Gary. How do you block out the noise? Because the position that you've always played, you're always right close to the crowd. You get abuse all the time. Yeah. How do you block out the noise? I kind of just sometimes you would have a nibble on it to be honest and like if you was thinking in your own head like oh you haven't had a good game and then you get someone you just hear that one person go say something you just you're like oh sometimes you bite your tongue and get on with it but the other times especially if you're taking a throw on and you're like potentially just say something as you go to pick up the ball or but yeah nine times out of ten you're so like concentrated and getting back involved in the game you kind of just block it out but 
there was definitely the odd occasion when I had a little nibble and kind of said something back to him, to be honest, Tom. Um, but yeah, so there wasn't too many occasions where I got abuse. But um, I do remember one game at, at the Belmont wasn't having the best of games, Tom, to be honest. I think we lost 3-1 and I scored two own goals. So imagine the stick. Yeah, imagine imagine the stick I was getting from the crowd behind the oh. behind the behind our goal on a hat trick of own goals. Imagine that tone. I just, I, I, yeah. So it wasn't. Um, yeah, there was definitely some stick given, but overall, I, I didn't get too much stick over the time. I don't think. But yeah. How did you feel about the uh, once we won the league? I mean, that was a great year. How did you feel yeah. about the step up as well? Um, I think we was definitely ready for the step up because obviously the league had left, like Maidstone had left, kind of the few other, like Ramsgate had already got promoted. So I think the stronger teams had already, some had been promoted. So it was definitely kind of, we was ready to step up. But again, it was kind of, you did see the quality of football and kind of you got to see more kind of the ex-pros there was quite a few more. Ex- prime example is, I think we had um, we'd play Dover, wouldn't we? Kind of, they 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 were at our level, and you'd have old Hessen Tyler still playing manager. Again, one of them games, we'd always have a good record against Dover. We'd always do well. I don't think we beat them, but we we'd draw quite a few games. Yeah, and I remember down at the Crabble, we was winning one nil, Tipple. You'd say it was a shot, but it was definitely a cross that went in. And we was one nil up until like the 88th minute and the ball just fell to on the edge of the box, fell to Hessen Tyler, who stuck at top bins, and you're like, oh, it would have been kind of an amazing result to get one nil win at the Crabble, but he kind of stuck at top bins and we settled for a one all draw. Well, that but, yeah. particular game, Gary, I was sat next to uh, their chairman, their current chairman who was the chairman yeah. then, and he was not a happy man that we managed to score against his better team. Yeah, yeah. Little, little old Whitstall against Absolutely. Mighty Dover. Yeah, yeah so. I, I well remember that game. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. The, the best season was definitely the title winning season. So you as being chairman, Siegs as manager, great squad that we had not not just footballers but people pals friends yeah. kind of we'd have beers together Sai used to own the pub in Rainham we used to have a few beers there as well I think even after the title winning season it was kind of marshy stag do as well yeah. and we all we all went away to uh Magaluf and what a few days away that was. Um, so yeah, a few stories there, Tom. But I think Pricey got left. Pricey got lost up some mountains. I didn't see him for a few days. Um, so yeah, um, Tommy Martin was because I think one of the Oyster Boys at the time owned one. Well, ran one of the bars out in Magaluf. Oh right. So obviously that was a kind of meeting point for all the boys, and would go in there. I remember. When the coach picked you up to go back to the hotel after the holidays, you know them reps that sit on the mic at the front? Yeah, yeah. We was all hanging, obviously, had a great holiday. And Tommy Martin just sat at the front of the coach from the hotel to the airport on this mic, just running through the stories, 
had everyone in stitches. You know what Tommy Martin's like. Oh, quality. Had everyone in, in stitches all the way from the hotel back to the airport. But yeah, yeah great, great times. Yeah. It really was, wasn't it? It really was good. Time. Yeah, definitely. Moving moving forward slightly, your time at Whitstall did come to an end and you played, what, something like 300 games for, for town? I think so, yeah. Um, obviously, Sig stepped away for whatever, for his reasons. And then there was a number of kind of managers that come in. I'm not too sure the order that went in, but Peter not come in. Mark Monday took over, Laney and Clint took over. And obviously each manager taken over brings in their own players, have yeah. their own styles. And luckily I got on with all of them, all the managers coming in and managed to stay in the team and kind of stay around. But yeah, um, I was speaking, I still play uh, Sunday morning with Whisker and I was speaking to Whisker on Sunday and I mentioned doing this and he was like, do you know what? Whitswall was a great family club. It, we had some great times there with the boys, with like football, but it, most importantly, it was like a family club. And you, you know that tone, like my mum and dad would always be there. His his old man used to always be there. Yeah. Kind of the whole like going back, Rob Thomas's old man. Yeah. Every everyone's family used to get involved down there and kind of yeah, I think that's that's the most enjoyable bit, isn't it? It's like doing it with your friends. Like I was playing when I was playing with Whitsw, like some of my best pals playing with me, like Hossie, Tom Parker, all, yeah. Rob Thomas, all they were we're just all great pals and would hang out hang out with each other outside football. So it wasn't just football. That was just the benefit was pals and we played for Whitstable at the same time. So um yeah, it was it, that's the one thing about Whitstable. It was always the best family club around here, I feel. Do you know what? I'm glad mm. you mentioned that about their mums and dads because all of them, Whiskers dad, uh yeah. you know, I I got on well with them all. Lloyd's dad, Lloyd's mum, yeah. you know, it was it was really, really good times. And like even like Jake Guest was the youngster youngster. His old man used yeah. to always come down. And I remember playing when we I think it was in the Ryman, we done on that cut run, didn't we? We got through to the final and we beat some great sides on that. We beat Tunbridge Angels, yep. Ebbsfleet, I think, yes. Bromley. And I remember that well, Tunbridge Angels, I was actually on the bench. I don't know why Siegs put me on the bench. I'm not too sure. But I think our left back got injured and I'd never played left back for the first team. And I was like, oh, I could do a job. I used to play left back. And I, I got subbed on in the first half. And probably my only, I didn't score many goals, Tone, but I remember going on and scoring in that Tunbridge Angels and we won 2 1. And then, um, so yeah, that was the start of the run. So I'll take some credit for that. Absolutely. That it was a great. So, You're quite yeah. right to highlight the quality of sides we beat then. That was a fantastic oh, yeah. run, wasn't it? Yeah, and like I say, they were all higher level than us. Yeah. Tumbridge Angels were a league above. Yeah. Ebbsfleet, I think Ebbsfleet played their youngsters, but they were still, their youngsters were still quality ridiculous. Side. Yeah, quality side. And then I do remember the night game at, away at Bromley in the Cup, because I played centre-back with James Campbell that game. Yeah. And I think at half-time we were 3-0 up, and Jake Guess had scored two goals, we eventually hung on and won the game 3-2. And in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, I played okay. Could have probably done a... I always do that, like, in my mind, say I probably could have done that a little bit better or that scenario, I could have probably passed it a little bit better or whatever. But I remember, like, coming off and 
Jake Guess had scored two goals and his old man was watching and he was like, GS, you was unbelievable that game. And I was, he was like, you're definitely my man in the match. And I was thinking, your boys have scored two goals in like the semi-final or whatever it was and you're giving me man in the match. And so, yeah, it was kind of, kind of like that. And then I think Pulley will always remember the final for his free kick when we, uh, I think we got thumped in the final, didn't we? But yeah, um, but yeah I think wasn't wasn't it Teddy Sheringham's old boy playing up front? I think it was Welling. Yes. Oh so, yeah, I think he was there watching. I think he was. So, uh, he was. Yeah. So yeah. He actually, if you ever get, it, it was quite funny because Teddy was it there, and he was. I don't know if he'd only just retired, but he's mm. almost like a dress down day because he had he had really scruffy gear on. You know, yeah. I, I know it was trendy, but like ripped jeans, old pair of trainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just looked like one of the crowd, but he was a good yeah. guy. He said hello to everyone. Yeah, even in, even his boy, like you think his boy would have grown up around Manchester United, Spurs, wherever yeah. he played. But even his boy, like even when you played, and like if to say you passed, done a good pass, he'd just say, "Oh, that was decent." So he like even though he played for the opposition, he'd still say, "Oh, that was that was decent." So he was a good lad. Um. So yeah, but Pulley nice. Pulley always tell you about his uh, unbelievable free kick. Yeah. Oh, what I will say, Tone, I listened to Rob Thomas's and I think he done a, I'm, I'm 100% confident if Seeks listened to that, he would have phoned Rob and uh, spoke to him about it because he mentioned the game against Ramsgate when Seeks got that free kick. Seeks will tell you it was actually that game where he scored two worldy free kicks yeah. and he will never let you forget that. And I'm surprised Rob if he hasn't got a phone call from Siegs to say, well, you know, is only one free kick? No, it's two. So, so yeah, um, I'm surprised <laughs> if Rob don't get a phone call from Siegs regarding that, to be honest. Very good. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that cut run was the definitely the highlight of when we moved up into that, into that Ryman, Ryman League. I think we'd always do okay in the, in the league. We'd never, I don't, we'd kind of, Potentially be down towards the bottom and then just rise up. We'd never be towards that re- relegation no. or anything. But um, that cut run was was the thing to remember from from my Ryman days with Whitstable. Um, so yeah, and then, that was a that was quite a romantic time in in the sense that we were going to games, the grounds like Met Police and go, you know oh, different yeah. places, Horsham, and we'd never ever been to before. And the yeah. whole of that first season. It was like, wow, you know, it almost, I know we didn't yeah. do that well, but we, we yeah. did well enough. And yeah. it was a great time. I remember going to Met Police. We played Met Police. It, it might have been a night game or whenever it was. I just remember like walking into, walking in there and you saw the pitch and they, they'd spend thousands on the pitch, wouldn't they? And Absolutely. it was unbelievable. The pitch was like carpet and you'd be like, well, you wouldn't get this at Ramsgate away. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that that is one memory. It's like when when we saw that Met Police pitch, it was like you're playing at proper clubs, like like proper. And again, you had the ex pros that dropped down and whatever. So yeah, it was definitely one where you got to see new grounds, play against players that you never played against, and uh, luckily, I had quite a few years at Ryman level and uh, so yeah that was kind of um, going going back after Siegs obviously Notty um, Munns and kind of Laney were kind of again we'd do okay in the league 
wouldn't set it alight. But yeah, and then I think Justin took over then. Um, obviously, that's where I feel it changed a bit. I think he come in halfway through the season. I feel like Justin gave me manager's player of the season that season, and then Tommy pre-season. I'll be his first choice fullback, and then kind of probably not the right thing to say, but he kind of released released me like a week before the season via a text message. So I was a bit played three hundred games for the club and get released by a text message, which kind of was a bit of a sour note. But again, that's I'm also under the bridge now. As I um, say, that's football, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. The kind of. I got on with Justin fine. It was just one of them things. He wanted to go with someone else and that's fine. And then I moved back to Herne Bay. So where the youth career started, Cy Halsey was the manager there. And he spoke to me in the summer, and but I decided to stay with Whitsville until, until I got released. And then I spoke to Cy and he said, more than happy to come down. And yeah, it was their first season in, in the Rhyme and they'd just got promoted and it was their first season as well. Um, so, again, knew quite a few of the boys. It was kind of a local a local team. Yes, we had the odd player come from London way, and like you like you would do in that, in that league. We was okay. I think mediocre in the league. I think the following season then is when Sam Denley took over. And obviously, I'm good friends with Sam. Obviously, played with Sam at Whitstable. Yeah, and it's kind of that's where he built his side. We was it was again a bit like Whitstable when we won the league. It was just a great changing room. We was all pals again. It was all beers afterwards. Nobody would left until so yeah, nights out, holidays away. So yeah, it was a great team spirit. And you know what team spirit is like. It will probably win you kind of ten points across the season easily. Um, easily, yeah. So and I remember. I think we fl- we was literally on the verge of the playoffs yeah, um, one season, yeah. and th- nobody gave us a chance in that. In that, but it was just the team spirit that got us there. Again, with great characters, you had Lovell there, Danny Walder, D'Lo, Quinny was there. Kind of yeah, we. Had, I remember there was a spell during that season. We had Jack D'Lo in goal, Dan Johnson, who went on to play for Bromley and England's C team. Me and Quinny played centre-back and Melv played right-back, Michael Turner. And I remember we was on the verge of breaking Herne Bay's record with minutes not conceded a goal. I think we was up at like 620 minutes without conceding a goal. And I think we only needed another like 20 minutes and we'd have broken the record. But um, So, yeah, it was kind of just the team spirit. And it's like we knew everyone, everyone knew what they were doing and it's kind of... Kind of yeah, the results, and I think we went away with Dorking, and I think we needed to win that to get into the playoffs. And um, I think they kind of beat us, and so that was. But yeah, it was another great season. It was, wasn't uh, it? Uh, yeah. You know what? I've often I've often thought about this in a rem- it's silly to use the word romance because it's never going to mm. happen. But the Sieg side, and then you got the side that you just reminisced about. You were both yeah. part, both of them. That would have been a great matchup on the on the pitch if you could oh, have yeah. physically got those two sides to play against each other. Because yeah. full of admiration for what uh, Sam did down there. I mean, you know how well yeah. I'm with Denley. I mean, I yeah, guy, and I get on well with him. But you, you had when you was at Bay, where you are now. So you still at the Bay? No, no, I left October nineteen. I left. All right, okay. Kind of 
retired. But yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, them two sides, that'd be an unbelievable game. Wouldn't it? Be fantastic. Tell me yeah. something. How many games did you end up playing for the Bay? First team. I'd say close to 200. So, so all yeah. in all, yeah. 500 games at uh, senior level in non-league. Yeah. And then after plus. home, yeah. yeah, after, I think after that good season we had with Sam, yeah. Kind of towards the end of the next season, the budget got kind of pulled. You know what happens yeah. when the oh, budget yeah. gets pulled? Yeah. It kind of kills Everything. kills the hold. And then we was just fighting to get a team out towards the end of it. And then Denley said when he at the end of the season he's going and kind of as soon as he left, everyone in the squad left because yeah. that's how well whatever happened behind the scenes. I don't think the players knew all of it, but they were just. So behind Denley, I was like, if you leave, we'll leave. And every one of the squad virtually left. Um, and then that's when I joined uh, Canterbury. Ben, you know, Ben Smith, don't ben you? Smith, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of, um, he was the manager down there and spoke to him, went down there because I wasn't re- ready to retire at that, at that time. I was probably like 32 at the time when kind of left Herne Bay. But yeah, I thought I'd still have a couple of years in me spoke to Smithy down at Canterbury and kind of a few of us went down there. Again, the first year, it was a case of Smithy building the side up. And the, the second year, that's when um, we had the FA Vars run. Really um, unbelievable, wasn't it? That was another cut run. It was unbelievable. I think it started at Crimpfians. We was way at Crimpfians. We was 2-0 down in the first half. A minute before half time, Quinny got sent off. So we're at half time, two nil down, down to ten men, and then we just come went out and played the second half, scored two goals, got it to extra time, and won four two in extra time. And that was the start of the FA Vars run. And you can imagine the scenes in the change room after that result. Oh, it's yeah. kind of kind of pie in there, um, and then kind of. Like a typical FA Vars run, we went down to Brighton. What's the Brighton? Where did Brighton used to play their home pitch? We played a team on that pitch um, down in Brighton. There was a few other teams. Every time, like we went through a round, we was going. Hang on a minute, this is kind of our belief was going up and up and up. Team spirit was unbelievable. Kind of, I think played a quarter final at home to Biggles Wade, which. The first 10 minutes, they tore us apart. They went one and up and kind of in the back of your head, you're thinking, Jesus, this is, we need to hang on here. Chris Saunders scored an absolute weldy. Um, and then we won, we won that 2-1. And then that took us into the semi-final. And, and that's when you kind of start thinking, hang on a minute, I'm like a couple of games away from Wembley. And it's oh, like, that's when the press kind of like blows up, like, the pressure kind of yeah kind of and obviously Sieg's being next teammate uh manager and I don't know whether anyone knows but he won the FA Vars yeah yeah, yeah. He quite he would have mentioned it once or twice to Just people once or twice, yeah. <laughs> yeah um so yeah it was kind of obviously one of my ex-managers kind of won it and you just start thinking hang on up we could be we could be in with a chance and and it was nice kind of to see ex-players come down and watch you um, I saw Marshy down there watching yeah, yeah. Kiri down there watching the first leg of the semi-final was away at Cray they 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 won 1-0 but I, me personally I'd never thought we should have lost that game Boller 
who had a video to blow up, went viral for his singing in the FA Vars. Um, he missed a sitter, literally two yards out, open goal. We felt we should have come, went back to the second leg with a draw. When I was saying earlier about playing with ex-pros, they had Kevin Lisby, who scored a hat-trick in the Premiership playing yeah. for them. It's kind of... And then the second leg was like, we played our home games at Faversham. And that was kind of like 12, 1,300 people there. I remember it. It was kind of a cagey first. I think we hit the bar. I think um, I think we always needed to score the first goal. Um, but unfortunately, they scored, went one and went up in the game. That was obviously 2-0 overall. And then it got to like the 85th minute. And we had a long throw. Tone, you would never believe it. But I never used to go up for corners, throw-ons or anything because of my height. Only five foot nine. And, but obviously we was losing. I was like, I didn't even wait for Smithy to say anything. I just went. I thought, look, we can't, if we lose, we lose, but we need to give it a go. I uh, went up there and obviously I made it like, nobody picked me up. The long throw came in and it kind of bounced up and I only scored an overhead kick tone, didn't I? <laughs> and then kind of scored an overhead kick and then kind of grabbed the ball. It was, was one or one a day, but Obviously, we're still losing 2-1 overall. Yeah. And again, we kind of had another long throw or a corner or something. And we then missed another chance to make it 2-all in the last minute. And then, obviously, we missed it and they, the ref blew his whistle. And that's probably the most gutted I felt on a football pitch in my career is when that ref blew the whistle. I look back at it and go, yes, you scored a great goal, but it was all... It was, the goal didn't really mean anything now. It was all kind of, we were so close to Wembley and it's kind of, it was just pulled away from us. So, but yeah, it was a great run. And then, then I thought at the end of the season, if we made it to Wembley, Tone, I was going to retire at Wembley. My last game, that was me done. But then we didn't. Smithy, something happened with Smithy in the club and then Smithy yeah. then got a job back at Herne Bay. I thought I'll give it one more last go. Um, so I went down to Herne Bay with Smithy. It was one where I didn't really, it was okay. I'd always played with my friends throughout my career. It was kind of, I'd always played with pals and kind of had a few, had pals down there, got on with everyone, but it just, I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't, I wasn't playing as much as I thought I should have been playing. You know what it's like when someone gets towards the end of their career. Smithy was probably trying to manage him like minutes or whatever. It was kind of, I felt I should be playing and kind of, you know, kind of just wasn't enjoying it. So I just called it a day and um, October 19, I think. But since I retired on Saturdays, that you haven't finished a season. So does that mean I've retired yet? So, no, uh, not yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. But I'll tell you what, Gary, we've got, to, we've got to finish up there, mate, because we're time yeah. sensitive on this. But what a yeah. journey, what a journey. I'm just going to finish up by saying that you've probably played with three of the best dressing rooms that anyone could have played for in their career. Whistle, yeah. Herne Bay and Canterbury City. And yeah. at each stage, the club was at a high point. So well done yeah. to you, Gaz. Well done, mate. Thank you. Very yeah, I've really, really yeah. enjoyed our chat. You'll love this when no. it comes out, buddy. It really yeah. will. Cheers, Tone. I'll, uh, I'll get D-Lo, I'll send D-Lo's number over to you. you get Please do, involved. yeah, because... Whisker, uh, Whisker said he would be up for it. I spoke to well, Whisker I, on I, Sunday. I've been uh, talking to Whisker on um, 
I've got in touch with him once already, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. get in touch. Yeah, yeah, I'll get in touch." I'll speak to him Sunday. Give and, him a prod. Uh, give him a prod. Yeah, we'll do. All right, All right Gary. Tony's... From me here at Belmont Banter, it's uh, thank you very much to Gary Sayer, GS, as we know him everywhere around South East Kent. Well done, mate. You've had a great career, five hundred plus plus games at uh, non-league level. Honestly, Gary, hats off to you, mate. It's been a great c- career. Cheers, guys. Thank Cheers, you. mate. Thank you. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry, specialising in optical fibre provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers.